0: Hello and welcome back to episode twenty of the Ripper and the Teller. Yeah, yeah. He, he missed twenty.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I forgot until you said that. Like I knew it was twenty in my head, but then I forgot that he's he's missing twenty.
0: Yeah, shame. I feel like, I feel like, have you ever seen Game of Thrones? You know the like the the um, the priest lady, oh, the, who, bell. the nun <laughs> who walks through the streets and goes shame, shame. shame. <laughs> We're just. For for our, like, we should do a video where we just have Jack walking through the streets in his boxes and we'll just throw <laughs> things at him and go, Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, so, uh, as you may have guessed from that, uh, our gremlin Jack is not with us today. Uh, he's had a, a personal matter that he's had to attend to, so, yes. uh, understand that so he will be back. He will be back.
1: Just here for him.
0: <laughs> just here for the for the gremlins uh, loot obsession, you know. <laughs> he will Keep, be back. <laughs> he will be back, and no doubt he'll be talking about Apex and all sorts of high octane competitive nonsense <laughs> that, I, that I don't go in for. Yeah. Um, but but yeah. So so this is going to be a bit of a, a different episode, a bit like the episode where I wasn't here actually.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah you know, a little, remember a that more one calm. yeah it was you know a bit different we obviously we miss the people that are missing but it's mm-hmm. nice to have a change of pace you know switches the podcast up
0: yeah uh, so
1: but so as jack as jack had said as he had texted us <laughs> would you like to do the honest
0: yeah so he sent us a text he was like guys go ahead do the episode about us as you know the shoe must go on <laughs>
1: We just thought it was brilliant. So yeah. We, we thought we'd tell you guys. We were that. sitting
0: there laughing. And so the, the, so we're actually, that is our working title today. The shoe <laughs> must go on. It'll, and it'll so continue. it shall.
1: We shall bring you the shoe.
0: So it's a slightly uh, shorter shoe this week. <laughs> 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 yep. We, uh, we're we... just going to talk some news and we've got some yeah. reviews for you. Um, so nice and short and, uh, short and sweet but you'll get your, your little weekly taste of us.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: Yeah. So um, shall I head straight into my news then on Definitely. that note? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, the first bit of news I had today was actually um, a Batman Beyond Rumour. Okay. So do you actually know before we get into this much about Batman Beyond, Bradley? I, I don't know
1: much about it. I've, I've heard of it. Is it mm-hmm. him in the future? Is it that one?
0: Right. So um it, it it so I don't know uh, the the comics source material very well, but okay. I grew up with the Batman Beyond animated show. Right. Which I don't know if did you ever watch um Bruce Timm's uh Batman the animated series?
1: No, not properly.
0: I feel like that's one you'd love Bradley. But um it's basically at that time there was a Batman series, a Superman series, which led into justice league series. Okay. And then he also did Batman beyond and they, uh, the he, they did like Batman beyond and justice league crossovers with time oh. travel. Um, oh, nice. yeah, they were, they were really fun and they all had the same art style cause it was Bruce Tim. Right. Um, so they were all consistent and they looked really good together. Uh, I love mm-hmm. those old cartoons. They're, they're literally my favorite interpretation of, uh, the DC universe. That's how yeah. much I love those old cartoons. They are cool. Um, but Batman Beyond, at least the cartoon, was uh, you followed a guy called Terry McGuinness. Right. Who was this young sort of kid in the future. Because this is, you know, I think it's like...
1: Okay, so uh, I got that much. It is set in the future.
0: Yeah, it is set. It's like nice. it's like it's very cyberpunk.
1: Um, oh, future. okay. I didn't know it was that kind of future. But, I just but thought less, it was just in the future.
0: Less colourful, more sort of... Um, dreary yeah and punk but like Mm -hmm. it's like dark and like uh they look very 90s sort of punk rockers all in black with like you know but with like hoverboards and crazy like future technology Mm -hmm. um and it basically it's a i love the storyline because it's it's uh batman has retired right and you actually see him go out get trying to go out when he's like in his 50s and he has a heart attack Oh
1: God, what, dies or? No, during all his
0: missions, but that's what makes him uh, retire. Okay, okay. So so basically you have this old, grizzled, sort of maybe 70, 80 year old Bruce Wayne in the show, Mm -hmm. who basically becomes Alfred. Oh, okay. But he's also very much still Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And so he's Alfred, but he's also still a dick because he's Bruce Wayne. <laughs> like he's very much a harsh, brutal mentor. And it's not like he's mellowed with age. Like he's got like worse, if anything. Right. <laughs> um, And and Terry McGuinness breaks into his house uh, when he's getting chased by like some punks. Mm-hmm. And he steals the bat suit. Uh, which at this point, because it's like in the future, it's more kind of like it's still Batman, but it's got like almost Iron Man esque sort of um, upgrades. Yes, so he Makes can sense. Like fly, and yeah. uh, he's got all this really. So he, it's a really cool suit, but it doesn't go completely Iron Man. It's still like he's still martial arts, and he's still sort of throwing his weight around. Right, but he uses like these thrusters in his boots to like like he he has more gadgets, mm-hmm. but it's a good balance um but anyway that's just a brief sort of thing on Batman Beyond um but we've got a new rumor that Warner Bros want to do a Batman Beyond movie cool and they want to ta- uh they want to cast cast they want to cast <laughs> <laughs> um, our favorite young actor uh, at the minute are you know the king himself um, timothy uh Charla- how do you say his last name do you know <laughs>
1: I always say it jokingly, though. Yeah, I always go Chamale, but it's not.
0: Yeah, I can never say it properly. But Timothy, um, I, I believe, isn't
1: it? Is Timothy as well? I think.
0: Yeah, but if you watch all the Yanks, they just call him. Um,
1: They're like Tim,
0: <laughs> Timothy, don't they? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, Tim. But, but yeah, um, and I, I think he's a great actor. I think he'd be a. a, a you know, he's he's good in everything I've seen him in, mm-hmm, and same. We're, we're really excited for yeah uh, his upcoming june movie mm-hmm. yep. um and you know if anything yeah warner bros you you've got him cast in june which is your movie get him locked down for this. oh of yeah, course cool. yeah like as much as there's a part of me that's like uh, you know I always, always have my issues with his body because you know uh, terry McGuinness is a is a is a buff guy but right at the end of the day he's such a good actor that i can look past that
1: mhm definitely you know um, yeah
0: and i think he it'll it. just be
1: a new take to it as well
0: yeah and and, and it's not bruce wayne which is fun because terry mcginnis is a lot more light-hearted he's more spider-man-esque oh uh, okay where he's still sort of he's still brooding and dark and batman but he's not afraid to have a quip or have a bit of a laugh and then you've got bruce right. wayne in his ear having a go at him for having a quip and like take this more seriously you punk kid You know, like, it's this really fun um, sort of dynamic they have going on
1: um,
0: in that series. Sounds it. Um, And yeah, and the other rumour that feeds into this, which we got prior, was they wanted um, um, uh, they wanted Michael Keaton to come back to play the old Batman. Oh, right. So I think that would be, I could, I'd love an old Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne, and uh timothy as like uh i feel like they're both great actors and i could see them bouncing off each other really well mm-hmm. um, Definitely. and yeah i just I, I hope this is true and we'll sort of keep our, our ears open for yeah i mean i'd news. love to see
1: him in, in in like anything to be honest at this point i'm i've got like a little man crash on him he's so good I just think he he just holds the screen when he's on it
0: I I think he's one of the best young actors working that Mm -hmm. as soon as it springs to my mind I think if you said young actor I'd say yeah he's he's just in another um, level you know yeah and I I I was completely I remember before I watched The King I remember I saw him cast and I remember watching the trailer and I thought this is the complete wrong actor what have you done (laughs) and then I watched The King and I was like no one else could have done this justice, like exactly the, like he did. Yeah, that um, was good.
1: Yeah, that was a good yeah,
0: film. Yeah, it was really good. And like I say, even June, I watched that and I was like, oh, hyped for that. Mm-hmm, same playing another, another king, well, <laughs> prince, um,
1: royalty, either way.
0: But yeah, yeah, so that was our, our little tidbit on uh, Batman Beyond. Mm-hmm. We're both optimistic and looking forward to more information coming from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got another piece of movie news. And this is actually a piece uh, for... We got we got our first trailer, actually, for Chaos Walking. Mm-hmm. Does that mean anything to you?
1: Yes. So just before <laughs> just before we started this, you did mention it to me and I was curious. So uh, I went off and quickly watched the trailer. And all I can say is that it's very confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like... Especially because I was also talking to you at the same time. And there's, a lot, <laughs> and there's a lot going on in that trailer. It was even more confusing. But I would love for you to explain a little bit more about it.
0: So uh, I, I don't actually know a lot about the source material. Okay. But it's based on um, a series of novels. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I, I think they are actually... The first one is entitled Chaos Walking. Right. Um, and it's this weird uh, sci-fi action thriller novel Mm-hmm. where i if i if i remember this correctly from what i read it's like there's no more women and it's just men okay and then this daisy ridley's character turns up and meets tom holland but she can also like read all of the men's like faults Right. And it's like in the future. <laughs> and Tom Holland's really confused by all of this. He over uh, his character because one, he's never seen a woman before. And two, she can read everything he's saying. Because it's got like this weird, like um uh psionic sort of weird mutant gene power thing going on with okay. her. Yeah. Um and to be honest, I'd need to, to dive more into probably the novels because it sounds very weird.
1: Yeah. Definitely.
0: But as a concept, this idea that there's just men in this society and then this woman pops up and she's like a mind reader and I don't know what, maybe they're trying to hunt her or I need to look more into it. But as a premise for a weird sci-fi movie, it sounds quite interesting.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, I Just from like watching that trailer, I was instantly like, what is going on? I want to know more. Mm. Um, and
0: and, and the then book... you've
1: given me a little bit extra. And now I'm like, yeah. mm, still more to find out. <laughs>
0: And I know the book is like, it was one of the best sellers like, of when it came out. So there's definitely an audience out there who loves this book. So there must be something about it that um, I'm probably not doing it justice in in the fact that I'm a layman who knows nothing about this book series trying to describe it from a brief <laughs> yeah. brief blurb I read, you know. <laughs> um, but But it leaves me intrigued. Like I say, the trailer... I had no idea what was going on, but I was like, I- I'm really interested in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but do you know what really shocked me about seeing this trailer appear? What? So, obviously, you know, I love to follow movie news. I was doing, following movie news before the podcast even yes. came out. And I remember this being in the news because I remember the studio said that this movie, they, they'd reshot this movie something like four times. But the whole movie? Yeah. they just done reshoot. The- reshoots um and the studio had said that this movie was unreleasable oh i think i recognize they said it was so bad that it was unreleasable and no matter how many reshoots how much shuffling they did it was just it was you couldn't release it
1: (laughs) so something changed
0: yeah either they fixed it maybe or they've just gone screw it We've spent money on this. Throw it, it, it to a streaming service and get some money out of it. Yeah. Um. So I hope it's the, I hope it, I hope it's the first option. I hope they fixed it instead of but, just yeah <laughs> uh, instead of just being like let's just make some money off of this awful movie. <laughs> um. But the funny thing is, they Daisy Ridley and Tom Holland are meant to be young adults. They're meant to be teenagers. Yes. And. They sh- Tom shot this before the first Spider-Man movie for Marvel. Jeez. And Daisy Ridley, sh- Daisy Ridley shot yeah. this after the, the Force Awakens for Disney. And they said they had problems in the reshoots they did last year because the actors had <laughs> aged up so much. I'm not surprised. And looked so different. Yeah. Because it says here that they, the, the shoot, actually, they, the first shot, They did the first time production started was actually August
1: 2017.
0: Wow. So, which is pretty bad. Yeah. So, this movie's been in development hell for a very long time, Mm -hmm. and the actors have been. Uh, uh, the actors have gone off done other movies and come back to this for reshoots <laughs> gone off done other movies and then come back to this again for more reshoots like this is <laughs> this is really bad like from that sort of aspect
1: definitely Jeez, that's awful uh,
0: and this is why I was I'm slightly disappointed we don't have the Gremlin on because I I think he would have gone oh Tom Holland oh I watched the trailer oh I'm really excited for this and then I was looking forward to bursting his bubble and being like well, actually, this
1: movie could be awful.
0: This movie could be like the worst movie ever made. <laughs> um, uh, so that was just me wanting to be a bit cruel, and uh, <laughs> I'm disappointed that I, I, I didn't get that opportunity. You know.
1: Mhm. I understand.
0: But but after we sort of spoke about all that, are, are you still excited? Still, has that piqued your interest even more?
1: Yeah, definitely. That's what I was about to say. It it literally has piqued my interest more. Just I was interested. From watching the trailer because it looks so weird and so different, and then you tell me it's the same movie that I'd heard about as well, um, that had been stuck in this development hell, and now I'm even more intrigued to see it like its final product was. You know, was it worth all the reshoots and everything? So mm. yeah, I'll, I'll definitely want to watch this now and see yeah. what it's like.
0: Maybe they caught wind of that it's had so much drama around it that like maybe the internet was so like, "We want to just watch this now. we want to see if this is as bad as you claim mm-hmm. so so maybe they're like, actually, you know we can make a lot of money off of people just wanting to see if it's really bad <laughs> that's, that's true though, and uh you know so we'll either we'll either do a review on it when mm-hmm. it comes out, or maybe it will go straight. To an utter <laughs> <The> garbage, garbage <laughs> yeah. and we'll just rip it apart. <laughs> so, so you know, if you like, uh, if you like those segments, keep listening to the pod, and may- maybe you'll get one for Chaos Walking. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, that, that's all I had to say on Chaos Walking. Um, I will get on to my last bit of news. Yes, which is actually a piece of gaming news I've chosen. Nice, and this is really exciting to me. We got an announcement that the Hitman developers are working on a Bond game.
1: That sounds really good. Mm. Like th- they know how to to you know design someone with style. Mm. Uh, like that's instantly what I think. Like Agent Forty Seven has style, mm. and and that is what like I think of when I think of Bond. So instantly, I'm like, that makes complete sense. Mm.
0: Yeah, and, and it's funny because literally, if you cast your mind back just to last week's episode, we briefly mentioned the Quantum of Solace game.
1: Yes, we did and actually. We, yeah, and, I brought it up.
0: And we all went, oh, that was such a fun game. Like, was, <laughs> and, I, and, and actually, I've been thinking about that like since. And I actually tried to buy it, but I couldn't find it anywhere. Because it's like, it's, it's, again, it's a licensed game that is like, really hard to obtain now. Mm-hmm. Because they like, obviously don't have the license anymore. Yeah, annoying. Yeah, so much. Yeah,
1: frustrating.
0: (laughs) But but back to back to the old Hitman developers working (laughs) on Bond title. Um, you said about style. I Mm -hmm. think about open world environments when I think Hitman. Okay. And and that's the thing I love about the new Hitman games. Like uh, if you've played the most recent Hitmans, where they're like episodic chapters. Yeah, see, I
1: never was as big a fan of those. Oh, did you not? I I know that they're pro- like you know they're better from a design perspective mm. and everything, but I like the gunplay. Not good, though. Yeah, I, that's one thing that really did like put me off of it. Is mm. the gunplay is awful, and that's yeah, the one thing so that bizarre. I instantly worried about when thinking about a, a Bond game is having mm. awful gun gameplay. But yeah. yeah, I don't know why it's it's just. It is worse. like you say, might...
0: Absolution is actually really fun gunplay. Mm-hmm. Like in, compa- in comparison.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, in com- definitely in comparison. But yeah, I liked the the more linear story of mm. um, Absolution. But I, I'm just a one-off from what yeah. I can see from people's opinions. But um, yeah, I, if I was going to get a Bond game, I would want it more mm. like Absolution where it's linear. Um, yeah.
0: I, I mean, I, I think but, I'd, yeah. I'd like a hybrid because I really love this idea of you taking over bond and then deciding how you do a mission. Okay. Like, do you charm them? Do you turn on his charisma and buy them drinks, or do you <laughs> do you go guns blazing like like a Daniel Craig bond where you're just you know brutalizing geezers, or do you like like where you have like different options? do you go completely stealth and sneak in and hack and I really love this idea of this bond game where there is a storyline, but there's also like multiple paths to missions yeah missions. Where mm-hmm. it's like you can be the suave bond, or you can be the aggressive bond, or you can. And I'd really love them to like, cause cause they're good at um doing different approaches to things for a la the Hitman games. Mm-hmm. So that's a medley popped into my brain. And I was talking to my brother about this, and I was like, I just love that idea. Um, and they've shown before. I actually think Hitman Absolution has a really strong narrative.
1: Mm-hmm. It's oh, weird. Exactly. That's why I loved it. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, it, I mean, you know, nuns, nuns with hitman, nuns with machine guns. <laughs> um, it <just> pops <laughs> into mind about the nuns. Whenever, yeah. <laughs> I, whenever I think of that game. But I remember loving the narrative, mm-hmm. despite it being bonkers. Yeah. Um. So, so I, 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 think this is in really good hands. Oh, definitely. In my opinion,
1: yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I think, like I said, you know, you, you're transitioning from, from a similar thing. So it doesn't really have to be something you worry too much about. Like he he is a hitman, and, mm. and Bond essentially can act as a hitman.
0: Yeah, I suppose Daniel it's, Craig's it's bond's cool. pretty much just like he'll kill for the country.
1: Yeah, and and so you're you're going from one thing that's quite similar to to another, um, that you know it, it probably isn't too much of a challenge for them. Mm. Um, but I'm hoping it doesn't become like a carbon copy where it's like oh it's oh it's just hitman, but.
0: Yeah, Hitman like Daniel
1: Craig, and the subtitle was just Bond. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like Hitman hit James, James Bond. So that's the only thing I would be like. They need to be careful of is not just yeah. ending up being like it looks exactly like Hitman and plays like Hitman, but you're you know you've got hair for once.
0: Mm. So so we did get two little tidbits from the developers about okay. uh, what they want to do, yes. and they said um, the first bit was on the look of Bond. Right. So they said this is going to be a wholly original Bond. So it will not feature the likeness of any of the actors. Uh, So it won't look like Craig and it won't look like whoever takes over from Craig. So Mm -hmm. it's their own Bond. And I'm in two camps for this because I really like this. I'm like, you can make your own really suave, cool looking Bond. Mm -hmm. But I'm also in the camp of, I immediately thought about Marvel's Avengers. (laughs) <laughs> where they kind of look like Walmart version of the Avengers, where they're like, because we associate with the Avengers with all the actors, right? And then we got the Avengers game, where they kind of all look off, and and they to me they look like the Walmart Avengers, where they're not quite right.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I
0: I agree. And I was like, I hope it doesn't. I hope they get the character model right. Otherwise, it might start to feel like Walmart James Bond. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know. I I was literally thinking the same thing. Well, like,
0: it's like Craig, but he's not quite right.
1: <laughs> yeah, I am glad he's had a fall and, and he's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> I am glad they're doing their own thing. But you're right; it it could go the complete opposite way and it absolutely ruin it. Mm. And it is just Hitman with a wig.
0: Oh, that, I'd kind of like that, though, as well, at the same time.
1: <laughs> what, just, just for the funny side of it? Just, just for 47. in a week.
0: <laughs> and he's like, uh, just like, keep the yeah. same voice actor as well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's brilliant.
0: Um, um, and the last bit they said was they did give it a little tease for the story details. Okay. And they said that the story will revolve around players earning their double O status. So it's like um, Bond starting off and then earning. So I guess maybe you could start off in the Special Forces. And then oh, that's really cool, transitions over to the um, O branch. And mm-hmm. it's about him earning the 007, you know, mantra. So he yeah. won't be the insane spy from the get-go. You'll be like a Special Forces guy. And then like... That you... sounds really cool. Yeah, it's I a really cool like concept. Yeah. I feel like it's a concept that's not been. I mean, Casino Royale sort of touched on that, where he was kind of. They mentioned he'd moved from the SAS, Um yes. And but 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 I feel like this could really delve into that and really give us this really fun, almost Bond or, like spy origin uh, mm-hmm. game. You know.
1: Yeah. No. It sounds really awesome. Like mm-hmm. that. That's interested me more because. I've said before that I'm not a massive fan, especially of the newer Bonds, and I wouldn't want just another like rehashing of some average story. Mm. So I'd love to see something like that, like an origin story. Um, but yeah,
0: yeah, and especially if you get to like maybe you start off the game, you do a few missions as like the SAS, mm-hmm. like that'd be really cool. Yeah, um... exactly.
1: That's what I mean. It'd be something different. Mm. I would like. I'm not expecting that from a Bond game, so when I get it, it's it's kind of cool.
0: Yeah. Awesome, well uh, that's my three news pieces for this week So I don't know if you want to take it away with yours Bradley
1: I will and to start off things today uh, We may be missing a member but that does not stop Corporate Beef (laughs) from making a return So unlucky Jack you're missing Corporate Beef 2019 You can never stop it Yeah like it will always, whatever number we're on Five, seven, it will always occur. Rear so we're still talking about Epic and uh, and Apple, but today's corporate beef is mainly just in regards to Epic CEO Tim Sweeney. Now, Mr. Sweeney has made uh, a comment that hasn't really gone down very well with, let's just say, anyone, <laughs> and he's basically said that the legal battle that Epic Games is going through against Apple. Is um, and he's basically compared it to the civil rights battle. And Mm. I can the problem is, I can kind of see he's very emotionally invested. This is a huge thing for the company, you know, they've put an incredible amount on the line for this fight. But to compare it to the civil rights battle, yeah, I, I and a lot of people haven't really agreed with that comparison, it's quite extreme exactly it's it's that extreme view where it doesn't really make as
0: much sense and and i think a lot of people have sort of said hey look these people were fighting for equality and fighting for really important world shaking um you know (laughs) things and then and then you've basically got what is two companies having a a fight over you know, I mean, we've talked about it before that epics, we feel like epics in it for good reasons. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, this is still a billion dollar company fighting a trillion dollar company. This isn't like, yeah, human over rights. And,
1: and it, it, it's over money. Like, that's the thing is, it, like you said, it's it's human rights was, you know, civil rights, people's actual lives and how they are lived being um changed. But this is about 30%. Mm commission <laughs> yeah but,
0: but, so, I do, but i do but at the same time I, I think it's completely at he shouldn't i think it's completely wrong and it's, it's the wrong way to look at it but i yes. think he means well which yeah I think is exactly
1: problem. yeah and like i said i think it's because he's so emotionally invested and he's also looking at um how this is affecting the gaming industry as a whole and yeah. it does have a huge impact but again so like people's human rights versus uh you know a, a, a form of media and an industry it's still not quite a comparable, yeah. a comparable thing. But you know, we'll let him off. I, I'm or at least I will let him off. I don't know about you, Chris. Will you let him off?
0: I just think, um, uh, the, you know, I, I, yeah, I just he needs someone to <laughs> check his tweets, right? I, I think these Pretty guys free. in charge of these companies are very eccentric, and I Definitely. think he just falls... I don't think he meant any malicious intent or or to diminish anyone's struggles. No. He just sort of wanted to throw something out there and then, you know, how many of us have said something and then thought, oh, you know what, actually, that, that was a bit, bit dramatic. Yeah, that was, that a, was bit, a bit
1: OTT. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I, I just feel like it's a bit out of left field <laughs> <laughs> same. as well.
1: But, like I said, uh, Chris, you haven't said yes to letting him off. So, we'll assume you don't want to let him off this time. He'll just be kept on, on, a, <laughs> you know, on a warning no, I mean, for you.
0: I'd, I'd let, I, th- I think uh, just, you know, get someone to, to just double check your tweets. And I think they all should, all the big companies. Like, you know, and yeah, but then and, we don't
1: get these fun news segments,
0: yeah. I suppose we we can't talk about these fun. little We shouldn't be bits.
1: giving them business advice, we should just be letting them get on with it so we can enjoy the...
0: But I just love the idea of maybe there was someone who was checking who went to him, Oh, Tim, I, oh, I'm not sure about this one, and he went, No, 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 no they're gonna love nah, it, gonna love post it. it. <laughs> Comes
1: back in with a smug look on his face, uh, Tim. <laughs> You've seen the, uh, the reactions to the post. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh go. So hopefully Tim can kind of realize that it's a little bit dramatic. And yes, it's a huge thing. And it is like, you know, a whole company on the line, essentially for them. But that is a company and not human beings rights. So maybe he'll tone it down in his, in his future. Yes. Yeah.
0: But, but yeah, that was corporate beef for this I mean, week. We'll, we'll keep on looking about the, that, won't we? there might oh, yeah, be definitely. more human rights corporate beef returning. Yeah, that that would be funny. Um
1: it's EA so, yeah. this
0: time and they say you have none. <laughs> 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 uh,
1: from one company to another. So talking this week I always talk about a lot uh, a lot about Xbox, um but this week we're going to talk about Sony and PlayStation. So the uh the recent uh interview with the sony cc C- uh, ceo i'm really <laughs> messing this one up um is has given us a load of like news to talk about and one thing that they've uh, confirmed is that the ps5 stock is sold out absolutely everywhere mm. with no units available so we talked about last week that uh, xbox Uh, predicts that april next year will be when they can start to meet demand and we were saying uh, we kind of mentioned that the playstation is also selling really well Well, now we have confirmation that it is sold out um, across the globe which is crazy like across the globe um you can only imagine how much money sony have you know have gained from this um or if not just how much you know this means for their future income yeah because they're exclusives um, yeah, that's, exactly. That's
0: why people buy these consoles, really. Yeah,
1: because um, like well, I've said before, anyway, a lot of consoles are sold at a, a slight loss um, because they invest in the actual games rather than the, the hardware. So they make hardware accessible so that you can play um, the games, and they make money from the games. But just that, they've they've done everything they need to do, and they're just going to be rolling in money soon. Right? Mm. <laughs> they're just going to have all these you know games coming in, and they'll get the, their um, their cut of it. Um, so yeah that's crazy that both Xbox and PlayStation this year are just selling out like mad. And I said last week, it's just really cool to see that gaming is just nonstop getting bigger and Mm. bigger. Um, Yeah. You know, as my personal favorite, obviously form of media, it's just, it's just so nice to see. It's just growing. You, you hate to see things you love, like, you know, kind of dwindle and, and die out, but this is just getting bigger and it's only going to be like getting bigger over the next, you know, decade or so. And I can't see it changing I think it would just evolve if anything, and it would, games will just kind of change um, and that the like the industry will just keep growing. Um, so yes, yeah, so that's really cool that PS5 is completely sold out everywhere. And the next thing that the CEO kind of talked about is he was asked about Xbox Game Pass and mm. he basically has uh, mentioned that they might be looking into their own version of Game Pass. And obviously... Non stop, I always mention it. We always talk about how much um, we think yeah. Game Pass is an amazing thing and how, how much how value great, exactly. And we always mention that word is that it's value for Game Pass. And the fact that Sony might be looking into their own version and the amount of you know exclusives that Sony have, if they are present on that platform, which would be ridiculous for them not to be, um, they can have a really, really good model here mm. um, because obviously. Game Pass has huge value and it has the Xbox exclusives, but we all know Xbox's exclusives aren't really
0: not on the same level as Sony.
1: No, they're not. Like honestly, they're not. Um, I mean, an Xbox has just launched without as Halo. As much as
0: we, as much as we love Xbox.
1: Yeah, exactly. We do love it, and we love. We're, we're, we're
0: honest. We're honest at heart.
1: Yeah, they are worse exclusives overall, and Sony has them. <laughs> and so, if they can build a similar model to Game Pass, you know, you get the same value, you pay the same amount but you're going to have access to those exclusives. And Xbox could be looking at a real serious threat for the first time here Mm. um, in in that regard. Because how do you compete with someone who has uh, the same games that are not exclusives and then have all these amazing exclusives like, you know, Demon's Souls, for instance. I think (laughs) that was on there.
0: The only saving grace is just the sheer amount of games that Microsoft can throw at you over what Sony can throw at you, you know.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's kind of where I think Xbox will, will try and hold their own is is by keeping that value up and and keeping all those games on there, and um, by slowly buying every company <laughs> to, ha- to have their exclusives. Because um, I mean, to be fair, we're saying that Sony has better exclusives, but now Microsoft are going to have access to way like way better exclusives um, if they choose to do so, because mm. they've still they've still been a bit. Kind of on the fence about what they're going to do with yeah. like, the next Elder Scrolls, um, with upcoming uh, any other upcoming you know um, mm. Zenimax games. There's a, so, because yeah,
0: uh, that was actually one thing they 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 said, they said didn't they? About um, the head of the CEO of Sony actually said it's out of his hands what happens with Bethesda games going forward. Yes, um, and that you know it's completely up to Bethesda and Microsoft whether mm-hmm. playstation players get it and this was a huge point of contention um because there were so many playstation fans who were like i just bought a playstation 5 and you're telling me i might not be able to buy the next fallout or elder scrolls the next and he was literally like look completely out of our hands it's their decision exactly and i think
1: that's quite a scary thought for sony mm. being being someone who likes to be in the position of of we have everything we need um I think that is quite a scary thought for them, and I kind of like that they 're in that position you know for once being, <laughs> no, but, <laughs> no even without the you know the kind of the demon souls heart yeah I, even without that, I think it's nice for companies to have competition like monopoly isn't you know isn't fun isn't
0: good um, look no, at Apple
1: exactly, look at apple that's perfect so i am happy that they 've kind of got the this position of maybe they won 't you know instantly have every exclusive mm. um and and it's not an easy like choice because i feel like a lot of the people that have picked xbox either are hardware people and want you know the slightly better hardware yeah or they're just xbox you know um loyalists they're just people that have been (laughs) on the console what it is though isn't it it's like if i was gonna get one if i wasn't on pc i'd be getting an xbox um purely for the fact that i've been on xbox since um the 360 Mm. but um, at my heart, I'd probably want to get a PS5 purely for the, the yeah. exclusives, but yeah, I, know I wouldn't completely because I'm a loyalist and I, I would want to stay on the console that I've been on. Um, but obviously, I don't have to make that decision.
0: Mm. I have a PC and yeah. I appreciate Microsoft <laughs> giving me all the games. And that, that's uh, the decision I'm weighing up at the minute, to be honest. Okay. Because um, obviously, I've said it before, I am stuck in my ways of that I like my strategy games on my PC. Yes. And... Total War Warhammer just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And when the third game comes out, they're going to combine the maps again. So the (laughs) amount of storage space that that game takes up on my laptop already Uh, is mind-blowing. And I refuse to delete it because Mm -hmm. I love playing it. And every time there's a new DLC or update, I'm straight back on it. (laughs) Um, So like I say, all my strategy games sit on this bad boy. And then, you know, everything else I play on my Xbox And for me, when I'm looking at the PlayStation and the Xbox, I'm like, yes, the PlayStation has the best exclusives. And I look Mm -hmm. at people playing Miles Morales and Ghost of Tsushima and God of War. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so envious. And I just want to play those games. Yes. But I'm also a poor person. (laughs) So I'm also looking at the Xbox and I'm like, but I can just pay £10 a month and I can play all these great games and I love indie games like and I love some of the development studios Microsoft picked up Mm -hmm. like I'm waiting to renew my Game Pass because once my Xbox Live runs out I'm just going to get Game Pass Ultimate yes Um, and then I'm just going to straight away download Wasteland Free i can't wait for that i'm so excited and these are all these little studios that microsoft picked up or even like you know i I paid for the outer worlds when it came out but that's on game pass because microsoft own obsidian like even like i was a bit salty about doom Doom eternal because i was like i love that game and i'm glad i paid money to the developers but i'm also a bit sad that now it's on game pass (laughs) and you can just have it yeah um so I think I am leaning towards the Xbox just because of that value. And even mm-hmm. though those games are better, I still have to pay you know nearly £100 a game or whatever um, <laughs> for those exclusives at the minute because there mm-hmm. isn't a system on the PlayStation.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. So I think that, you know, that whole idea of uh, PlayStation Game Pass could be huge mm. for them. Um, and it might sway. You know, would you be more consider? Uh, would you be more up for considering it if they had a version of Game Pass then?
0: Yeah, it's true. Uh, did, did you see as well? Um, this, he he was quite candid about um Sony's exclusive games as well. Did you see that? Oh yes, yes. So, um, do you want to tell? Yeah, I'm going to it. So, um, this really interested me. This little, really little tidbit of information that a lot of people have passed by. He was basically briefly asked, are you looking at expanding your IPs um for your exclusives? And he said currently they're not looking at expanding into new IPs, as apparently their exclusives cost around a hundred million plus per game to make. Jesus. And I can believe that. Because look at their yeah, exclusives. But wow. Yeah. And so this is a thing for Sony. Their, their quality is undeniable. The quality oh, God, of yeah. their exclusives is... Um, and, and they've got the money behind it, which is why they're so good. Mm-hmm. And also talented people. Talented people and lots of money. You mm-hmm. make a great game. <laughs> uh, and that's what they can do doing. And hats off to them. But, like I'm saying, if they're not looking at expanding this because it costs them a lot of money, then they're not going to build a big catalogue. They're going to have these this small-scale group of really good exclusives, and it's not going to look to be growing. Whereas, like we've said, Microsoft look like they're not slowing down at all. If anything, they just want to get bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah, keep bringing people into the family. (laughs) So so even if they do get a Game Pass on, on PlayStation, you end up with this small roster of really, really good exclusives versus, you know, Microsoft's just... Piles of games, yeah. That is probably, I I see what you mean. Yeah, probably like varying from very good to like kind of bad, but like you've got so much, so much option,
1: exactly. That's what I was going to say. But it's still the fact that you have all that option compared Mm. to uh, the few options you'd have with the Sony exclusives. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think about it that way. I mean, then again, would we want it any other way? Would we want Sony to make loads more exclusives but worse value?
0: Yeah but exactly because so. because we've just been fanboying about them I keep watching Miles Morales gameplay like the I watched the bit with Spider-Man and the Rhino and I'm just like oh why is this why are your games so like just fluid and good looking and like mm-hmm. I just, I I get really bad PlayStation envy when I watch <laughs> when I watch God of War or when I watch you know I just get PlayStation hatred now <laughs> Oh, really <laughs> I just
1: fill up with rage instead oh so that's right, the um, I, I um, one <laughs> i think that's
0: the worded email i think that's the biggest one for me though it's just god of war oh really yeah because i was very bad because i really wanted to play it without any spoilers but i was like i'm never gonna get a playstation 4 at this rate so you let yourself get spoiled <laughs> i thought i've pretty i pretty much watched um like something on youtube that was like i think it was like 30 hours and it was just like the entire, it was like, it wasn't just cutscenes, it was like when they're walking along in this dialogue as well. I watched like all of that and I was just like, I was blind, and I didn't play it and I was blown away, you know, that's Mm -hmm. how good that game is. Yeah, And then I was talking to my, just yeah, and then but you know, even though I did that, I'd still play it through, like Start to finish and do everything in
1: it. I'll definitely experience it for yourself. I know, I know that feeling though of, of seeing someone else like do everything and then still wanting to do it for yourself. Yeah, I mean, so, there
0: wasn't anyone talking. I was just literally watching the gameplay. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was it was just emotion, quite funny. Yeah, so I so I did get quite into it.
1: Hmm. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep you updated if Sony do announce their PlayStation Game Pass equivalent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to the reviews for this week. So. I'm going first, uh, and this week I'm reviewing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, which I did not think I'd be saying, to be honest. Mm, um, I know,
0: I'm really excited for this.
1: But yeah, like, so just before I do my review, I wanted to say that I'm still playing Hades. <laughs> Don't worry, I haven't, <laughs> haven't just abandoned Hades, but I wanted, and this, this is why I kind of wanted to, to kind of preface, I wanted a game to play alongside it. Um, right, so something then,
0: casual-esque
1: yeah exactly something that i could take a small break so that um i wouldn't like it so the game would actually last longer is the way i looked at it i w- really don't want to finish hades like completely i love it that much that i'm i'm trying to delay it you know that feeling where you just really don't want something to end so yeah you, you just keep delaying it, it whereas some, it's some it's like things like already I played mass
0: effect free like four times in a row <laughs> like just just new game plus new game plus new game plus <laughs> exactly so i was just really
1: i'm just really trying to make you know drag it out make sure i don't finish it anytime soon so i was like right we'll throw in cod like you know it's not a game that i'm gonna get super immersed into and it will mm-hmm. completely take over um so it was perfect so uh it's a game that feels like every other cod <laughs> that's it but <laughs> like, that's literally no uh, it, that's the first thing that came to mind when i
0: started like writing up notes. is that is that from like a gameplay perspective or? just
1: everything it just feels like cod that's it like and and that's one of my biggest issues with it it doesn't do anything to go oh this is the next cod like you know this mm. is the next gen it is a worse version of modern warfare in my eyes like, i'm gonna straight straight up say that that is how i see the game it is it's second rate modern warfare like and a, <laughs> and it's not the graphics are worse the there's no like super sprints even that like has been taken out and it feels like a step back um so the movement feels like slightly different yeah yeah like it it just feels like classic COD. and like it it could have been released like years ago if the graphics had been up to date that's pretty much it (laughs) um but even the graphics like i said aren't amazing not as good as modern warfare are they Oh, God, no. Well, the thing is, is they released the, um, like, they did it in the engine of Black Ops 3, essentially. Right, (laughs) like an upgraded version. What they did is they, I I think, technically, they took Infinity Ward's engine, but, Mm -hmm. like, from from the basis, because they keep adding to the same engines. Infinity Ward are, like, on 8.0, and this is, like, a spin-off of 3.0. Right. So, like, a really enhanced version. And I was like, you, you know, you're never going to be able to compete with something that that, that's that far ahead, even no matter how much you try and push that version. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so, so there is like a clear graphical difference between the two as well. Um, but, yeah, so I'll start with the campaign. Um, and I was so into it and I was so not into it at the same time yeah um like somehow i would have moments where i would think wow this is really fun and like this is amazing and then that moment would pass like like it was like a fleeting moment where i was like oh this is so cool and i'd like i'd tap alexa and be like oh look look at this and then i'd be like and now i'm kind of like back to not really caring that much Mm. it it basically the way it feels is that it's Its whole kind of premise, the gameplay and the story, it just feels like the developers were too scared to expand on the ideas. Right. Like they wanted to play it safe. Very by the numbers. Exactly. It was was very by the numbers. It felt very um, kind of start to finish. Didn't really do anything that surprised me. Um, And it felt like a worse version of Black Ops 1. Mm. And that whole like intensity that like with the numbers Mason, like it was just <laughs> co- this constant mystery. And I, I always talk like really highly of black ops one. Because
0: oh, I love black ops. 1. It
1: doesn't feel like a shooter. When you think about the story, it feels like a, like a thriller mystery. Film. Yeah, completely. And, and that's what I loved about it. Whereas it's one of my like, favorite stories. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like this one just kind of just forgets. It's kind of meant to be doing that halfway and then kind of brings it back. And then it's like, uh, uh, and then it's kind of over. And that's why it's kind of like, you're going through it, and it, it feels like, oh, this could be really good, and then it kind of goes. and mm. It's like, oh, but this 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 sounds amazing, and then you're like, oh, that's kind of it, though. So they kind of um, like winged it. There wasn't like yeah. an actual
0: plan, whereas like, if you look at the first Black Ops, you could see they had this clear structure and Huge, outline.
1: Yeah, like, I wouldn't say it went anywhere that mm. was not, pr- like, quite predictable. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, there were a few, like, oh, okay, but there's not like when you get to those points like when you start to figure out things in black ops one because that's a lot of what i'm
0: comparing it to because um obviously it is basically it's to be a remake isn't it kind of yeah in the same vein that modern warfare was
1: Mm -hmm. and 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 this is the other thing i'm comparing it to modern warfare and i think modern warfare did an incredible job Mm. and and i just like i i just feel like the story could have been really good but they just didn't give it enough credit. They didn't give it enough time. The campaign is only about four hours long. And oh, that wow. felt That's incredibly short. short. Yeah. For what one CODs are usually like. They're at least six hours plus. Mm. Um, and for what the story wanted to do. Because like I said, it kind of got to a point where it was like, oh, here's, here's where it's building up. And then it's like, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> now we're just going to finish the game. Last mission. Here we go um and that like I, i'm not spoiling anything like that, I, that i'm purposely avoiding spoilers but that's what it kind of feels like is you get to a climax you do like one mission on it and then it's like right now let's finish the whole game and it's like oh all right and and you just kind of get left with the feeling of you didn't really do anything with that it, it just kind of sits there the whole story just kind of hangs there um like not to say there isn't good parts. like i said there's there was these moments where i was like these are really good set pieces this is really cool um and the, there's just moments where you're like yeah this is really fun and mm. it isn't a bad campaign i'm saying it like it's a really bad campaign right it's not there are it's moments just, it's good yeah like the whole campaign overall is is fun i just wouldn't say it's amazing it's yeah. not like I, so, so in it's comparison good. to like modern warfare yeah. where from start to finish i was i was really hooked and i i like I was feeling every moment. It feels really gritty. Mm. And it was really representing that that modern war feeling. Yeah, um, uh, it just really did a good job of that. Whereas I feel like this was just too fleeting. It yeah, just, it just feels like it was over and done with. Way too.
0: Was it kind of like a campy Cold War, like sort of venture as well at times? It, it kind of felt like that.
1: Yeah, it was very over the top as well at some points. You know, you're it's like, a
0: shame, because from the trailers it looked, it looked like they were really going for this Cold War like thriller, like Spice Yeah, of, like, exactly,
1: and that's what I wanted but Yeah, it, it, that's what point, I wanted It turned into, let's go kill a thousand Russians like, you yeah. know, like that kind of like, two men versus you know, Russia <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like <laughs> you kind of lose that sense of, of This is the Cold War conspiracy yeah, sort of, yeah, exactly, you lose that sense when you're just taking on everything at once and there's really like these big stupid like moments some of the moments are really cool i'll give them that but at the same time i don't think the campaign should have been filled with as many like big
0: step pieces as it was yeah. do, you, do you think the developers got confused about what a cold war was and were yes. like we're like no this was a ground war this, this was this exactly. was a full-on world war and like no, yeah no, like no, no, literally no, 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 they weren't cold war guys yeah no 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 no, no this is
1: a world war I was like, I've killed half of Russia. This is definitely a war at this point. <laughs> like, I don't know. It just, it really could have been something really cool. And they kind of have set up like Modern Warfare have where they, where they're kind of like, oh, there might a be a new more. narrative. Yeah. yeah. There might be, you know, Cold War two or whatever they want to call it. And I'm okay with that. I just would love to see a bit more um, put into it than just, you know, a four hour long campaign. Yeah. Mm. Um, just feels kind of lackluster. Mm. Um, it's not bad. Like I said, it is not bad. It is a pretty, you know, fun campaign. I had I had a good time throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I would just say overall, it wasn't anything that I would call, like, you know. Yeah. You're it, not it wasn't anything to go special. Back to it. Yeah. And the characters are good. Um, I'm really disappointed at Woods just because there was the whole thing where they didn't even, like, approach the voice actor for him to come back. Oh, really?
0: Yeah, and he said he, he would have loved so to have it. was so good as well. Yeah. And, I love Woods' voice actor. Exactly. Is, is Mason back?
1: He is, and again, um, it's, it's not it's the Sam, same. Sam. Oh, is he not? It's not Sam. Sam. Um, no. I, I, God, then God, again, God. I did think, I don't know whether it's meant to be his son because it's the 80s. Oh, oh no because okay. then that's still because that's set in the future no yeah so he's back and it's not sam worthington and oh, i again was really sam worthington was
0: so good in that role the exact i mean words i get because they want to like they make want, a new thing yeah it's like modern. Like, you say
1: that and and um mason was very different he sounded nothing like sam worthington but the thing that really annoyed me is i love woods, sam worthington is, woods is doing an impression of previous woods oh no really yeah and it's it's not a bad impression but But it feels jarring that's how it feels it feels like an impression
0: Mm. that's so bad Mm -hmm. and like
1: uh, no disrespect to the actor because he was probably told to do it in that way Mm. but there was just moments as well where he'd say things and because it's not him it felt too forced yeah so he like we were literally killing like hundreds of russians and he made like a joke
0: and right. the joke,
1: but you know the way, like I don't know, James Bond would do it, where it feels like quippy and it feels kind of hammy, and yeah. yeah, he did right it in a good way. It, he did it, and it felt really awkward and horrible. Like you're killing people, <laughs> and you're making jokes about it, type of thing. And it's like I don't know, it, it just there's a lot of moments like that where he kind of felt very forced, and yeah. I, I just can't believe that they didn't even approach the actor, and then they got someone else to do what is essentially a Woods impression.
0: Yeah, I, like you say, I, I mean. I, I guess it to a certain extent because I, I think they were going with what Modern Warfare did. Mm-hmm. But in Modern Warfare, the guy who does Price did a completely is, different Price. Did it completely different, and but at the same time, you can vaguely feel like it's still the same character.
1: Exactly, I think he did a fantastic. Some people yeah. don't like him because they they're like no, because they're like again loyalists. They're like, oh, the only Price is yeah. The but original you can't voice. do Young Price and bring back the old voice. Actually. Exactly, and I said he did a fantastic <laughs> job of of taking on
0: that man. But the original whereas... price is is god tier.
1: Oh god yeah But yeah. I mean I might be a, a minority I haven't seen any opinions on this but Woods just felt like knockoff Woods to me. Um oh, so being a, like a, I was a fan of the original Woods and this one I didn't really care for because of the way he acted and he was he was always like aggressive that you know like that's the way Woods kind of was but it was lovable. Yeah
0: yeah He's he had always like a aggressive soul to him didn't he
1: yeah and it feels so it feels like And
0: then there's that you know, mission where you rescue him and you really like you've that connect there's a connection between him and mason and you really care i think that's in black ops 2 mm-hmm.
1: but yeah he just feels overly aggressive without that soul and mm. like that's one of the biggest disappointing characters like um adler was fantastic in it yeah he had, he had a really good voice actor and mm. that's a character that really stood out as someone who he did oh, was really he the guy job. with the
0: sunglasses with the blonde hair
1: yes well yeah m- like a mousy brown but yeah 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 yeah. um he he's did cool. a really good job because he's kind of like throughout the whole campaign he's, he's the person you probably talk to the most yeah he's um, kind of a
0: handler isn't he sort of vibes
1: yeah and like woods kind of comes and goes as well and and same with mason um and also one of the things that really kind of frustrated me is that they went the pc route and it was you you can choose um like your gender at the beginning. Oh, I have nothing right. against it. I have absolutely no Yeah, I like it. choice in, you in game. You can be male, female, or other. And it, it changes in-game dialogue. So they'll say, like, he, she, or them. So you now like,
0: female, May, so.
1: Yeah, Oh, well, no, because you're not playing. You're playing someone else. Oh, so, okay. So yeah, so, so Mason's were, a character. Oh, yeah, no, right, so you're not yeah. playing Mason. So I should have said that. You're playing someone else, um, a new character. And you can literally, it's really cool, actually. At the very beginning, you can build their whole profile. Mm. Um, and you know, you, so I na- I named them, you know, my name, my one was Brad. Um, but yeah, so you, you build the hub profile, and I have nothing against um choosing your agenda, that was fine. Um, some people were a bit like miffed about it, you know, because because the internet, yeah, exactly. But I literally, <laughs> I have it does not bother me. I played as a guy because you know, I identify as a man, so I was yeah. just a he. Um, and I
0: that as a dude, but, but
1: what ends up against man's
0: chicks, love Laura Croft,
1: yeah, or other like we're fine with that. But the, the problem I had. Was that because they've done that, they didn't bother to voice act the main character that you play as.
0: Oh, no. So you're just so a you hollow know, shell.
1: Yep. The whole way through. And you have dialogue options as well, which I thought, okay, cool dialogue options. But you don't voice any of it. So it becomes like Skyrim. But everybody like, you know, else is like, that's not COD to me. Skyrim, but without the depth. It, it, it does, exactly.
0: Like with Skyrim <laughs> it makes complete sense because you would At have least you, to record you, you, so many lines as and well. And you and you still feel like you're interacted with in Skyrim. But mm-hmm. I guess in this you probably feel a bit more like a cardboard cutout. Like you could yeah, remove the character you. and it wouldn't change anything.
1: You're just a pair of arms. That's it. Like <laughs> it,
0: it's like You're just, you're just thing a thing is, killing
1: Russian machine, that's it. The other thing is is you get like um, these dialogue options and you think, okay, so it would have been a lot of lines to record and you would have had to do it, you know, mm. and it would have been awkward for the the person who identifies as other, you know, <laughs> do, you get a, do you get a man or a woman to voice it or, you know, yeah, someone yeah, who identifies I, other, I but either way, they'll sound like a man or a woman probably um, and then people will be like, oh, I identified as other and it was clearly a man and then they've got an issue with that, but,
0: yeah. but the you dialogue could just, options, you could just have a man and woman voice and then a silent protagonist for other. Exactly. And that, that would be fine. But literally,
1: I felt no attachment to my character whatsoever because they were just a shell. And mm. the worst part is the dialogue options literally did nothing. There was one moment in the campaign where you're asked like a few like questions. And you can... I don't even know because I managed to like worm my way out of it and I got like <laughs> an achievement, like answer all the questions correctly. So I have no idea what it does. <laughs> but either way, I, I was just like this is so pointless because the whole time you, you just you answer this and then the character like you know whoever you're talking to will respond but you'll pretty much get the same response every single time and regardless it it doesn't matter and i would have just loved you know a well voice acted character instead but we didn't get that we just get shell of a person with dialogue options that are meaningless so mm. that's like you know, my biggest problems. Otherwise, like I said, it is a fun experience. It's not bad. The story isn't bad in itself. It's just lackluster. And the actual gameplay is fun. So it yeah. is just, it's just a shooter, though. You know, it's, it's not, it doesn't really do
0: anything to kind of. It's not revolutionary like, in any way. Yeah. Like I
1: said, Black Ops to me wasn't just an FPS. It was a thriller mystery thing. Whereas this doesn't really do that for me. It's just a Which shooter. Is I had fun killing thousands of Russians and, <laughs> in the Cold War. <laughs> like. <laughs> but yeah real war now jimmy so that was the campaign and then do you want to hear about the multiplayer it's up to you that's already been a long time
0: yeah if if you if you want to i mean my review's not gonna to be too long today I okay i think i'll try and keep it brief but i also
1: would love to hear your, your opinion on some of this mm. so sure so multiplayer um has very few maps to start off with um there's six maps i think it is and that's like the lowest ever for a cod release yeah that's bad Six. That's really bad um and then two if you include the new modes with the massive maps got um, oh, yeah but even so eight maps like i don't know uh, the other thing is i think that design wise most of them are quite poor as well I in really... terms of not um the actual aesthetics they're all aesthetically nice and you know they look all right but i think some of the designs are really poor and there's mm. some really there's some really like, like, how in 2020 is spawning still an issue? An issue God, yeah. You know, like that God. type of thing. Um, but yeah, so the new, the new game modes, like I just said, are cool, but they feel a bit flat. They kind of, they fall a bit, you know, on their face and I mm. haven't really heard anything good about them. Um, one of them I did, I did get some enjoyment, but it would be something you'd need to really play with friends. Yes, um, it's something a, it's,
0: communicate with.
1: Yeah, it's a game called Dirty Bomb. And it's basically so. Basically, you have ten squads of four, um, and all all squads are competing against each other. And what you have to do is, it's a little bit like a battle royale, but you can respawn um, because you can get like loot in a way, Um, like not much, but you can get like tiny little upgrades, like extra armor and stuff. Um, So they've kind of taken a little bit of that. You literally just have to collect like uranium, take it to a bomb, deposit it. And then, um, de- like blow up the bombs. Yeah. But the team, the team with the most like points at the end, win. And it's kind of it was quite fun, um, to play on such tight, close knit units in these massive maps. Um, and you like parachuting in, in the beginning and stuff. So it was quite, like, I, I'm not a fan of battle royals because I, I get too bored with just like the instant you know you do, you do all your looting and then you die and then you have to do it all again. Whereas yeah. I like the fact that I just it's very same isn't into it? This. Yeah, exactly. And I like the fact that I had a chance to actually come back and, you know, up my points, up my team's points and keep going. So it was okay, but I, you do get bored of that quite quickly. Um, especially when you're not playing with friends because you're just, you know, parachuting in constantly or like respawning on your squad mates that you're not talking to and it just it just doesn't It doesn't have yeah, exactly. It doesn't have much to it. Um so new game modes, I'll I'll move them away. But the worst part about the matchmaking <clears throat> is that it has really really heavy uh, skill based matchmaking. So COD okay. has had skill based matchmaking for a while, and that doesn't this sound is a, too bad. Exactly. So this is a massive like point that people keep talking about online right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so realistically, you think okay, skill based matchmaking. It's you know, matching people with your skill level.
0: Yeah. That sounds great. Good idea. So you're not abusing bad players and you're not encountering yeah. players that are god tier. But that's not COD.
1: <laughs> so that ends up, what, what the problem becomes is that it's such a heavy system where it's, it's so accurate that it, there ends up being no difference to, between the worst people and the best people in terms of how their games play out. Right. So I, I've had this conversation with my brother, realistically, everyone in the game will have a 1.0 KD if this system is perfected because everyone will be killing half the amount of time that they'll be dying because everyone is perfectly their skill level, <laughs> right? And you can see how that would take a lot of the fun out of it, yeah, because that's kind of the idea of like you know, the skill base, but like casuals, really, he- yeah. yeah, like but it's really heavy so essentially there's no progression because the thing is like the first ever game i did i i like absolutely dominated because i'm you know pretty good at cod so it was like oh this game's easy (laughs) and then the skill-based matchmaking you know chimes in it's like hold on we've seen that you're you know pretty good so now we're gonna up your enemies and then suddenly my kd's not as high so it was like you know nearly a two now it's going down to like one and a half Mm -hmm. and then it's like Oh look you're still doing pretty well against these people. Okay, here how about these? And then suddenly you're facing like esports teams. Oh my god. I'm not joking. We literally I was in a game and at the end we lost by like a point point. and the guy like the game ended and you can hear the enemies and the guys literally were screaming and cheering like and, like out of pure happiness of winning. <laughs> I know and they were like we got them boys we got them. We <laughs> were like, screaming down the mic. And I, I like, don't get
0: it. That makes me cringe. No, I was like, I'm so, sorry, this? I'm all for esports, but there's something about esports that just makes oh, was me that, I'm only joking. It is not an esports team. <laughs> no, no, I get that, but at the same time, I don't know what it is about it. I think I'm traditionalist in that I'm like, you can get excited for actual physical activity. No, I'm totally, mm. I'm totally on board for no, esports. I'm
1: totally on board for it. It just made me but cringe a
0: little bit. It, it what does. makes me
1: cringe is people online that are playing like you know, someone in someone these three games in and they're like, we won, boys. And they're all like talking to each other. The funniest thing was as well, when you kill them, you can hear their voice comms. Yeah, I've heard
0: about this. I've heard this is funny. Yeah.
1: And literally I had, I had one guy and he was like, one in corner, one in corner. And he's like giving comms out. And I'm like, I'm not talking to any of my teammates, and I'm wondering what, I'm wondering why I'm losing. None of my teammates are talking to each other, and they're giving out comms to each other like one kid's like spinning circles in the corner. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, this is my team. <laughs> Hello, and he's just like shooting the ground. And their team are like, you know, like I said, like coordinated teams, a squad of SAS, you know, members just tactically taking the point. But um, so yeah, in my opinion, the skill-based matchmaking. Um, I'm completely against it. It's way too much, and it just takes away the what, COD, like what COD is to me—the like,
0: randomness of it, which was always yeah, quite exactly.
1: Funny. Where you you get into games and you just absolutely dominate, and then you have games where it's average, and and that randomness is part of COD. It's you know, if you're every game, you know, you're going to be coming up against people that are your you know skill. There's no fun to it. Mm. It just it gets so boring. So I I just stopped playing it. Um, and then Nuke Town Nuke Town came out again. Mm-hmm. Again. <laughs> The, like fifth game in a row, but the thing is, is I think Nuketown's basically the perfect map. So I've oh, actually really? been quite yeah, I've to. actually been quite enjoying Nuketown um, purely for the fact that like you can kind of get away with a bit more in the skill waste matchmaking because of yeah the way Nuketown plays out. I mean, it's um, the,
0: it's been the same map really for like five years, isn't it? Yeah, so. they're
1: just giving it a, they give it an aesthetic overhaul and and I just think the design of the map is really good. it's nice. I, it's three I, lanes, basically, and, and three lane layouts is, is always been the best in COD. Yeah. Um, I mean,
0: I I think, they miss, uh, I think they miss a point here in that I really wish, not, maybe not on release, but I really wish COD would do a big update to their multiplayer, like a free update, mm-hmm. and be like, hey, look, we have taken a classic map voted by the community from all the old CODs and updated it and put in our new engine. Yeah, and see, I think that would be... They have such... done
1: stuff like that in the past. Yeah. I, they did that in Modern Warfare Three. They brought in a few maps from two. I remember mm. Terminal was one of them. Um, oh, I love you Terminal. Just, you just download it as DLC and it's free. And that, but that kind of gets lost over time, you know. Just mm. it's like it's like oh, we're busy doing other things. The one good thing is about this cod is although I said there's only like technically eight maps, um, they have said that this is going to be like one of the most supported cods um, ever, and it's going to be a lot of free content. That's good. Yeah, so to be fair to them, for the first time I'm like, okay, fine. But then I was like, but you have only given us six like maps, so it's not really a, a big <laughs> ask to ask for a few more free <laughs> maps. Um, so it's up and down. But I've got Nuketown, and that will and be all I If I if I play COD, that will literally be all I play. Otherwise, I'll be back on Hades. But overall, I would this cod isn't bad. It just doesn't to me stand out as anything. Mm, you know, super it's a shame after Modern Warfare. Kind of, I love. 2019's Modern Warfare. Um, after that, kind of stood out to me. It's like a, a point where COD yeah. could make a comeback. I still, this I one st- didn't really add to that. It just kind mm. of kept it where it was at. And I'm waiting for the next Modern Warfare. Yeah, that's fair, mate. That's completely
0: fair. It's yeah. a shame. But like, say, uh, it's actually still something I'd like to buy. Um, oh, definitely.
1: I would say like get it,
0: grab just it, on later. the sow, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and then I'd love to see what like your opinion is on it. You, you know, you might go to me. That story was phenomenal. Uh, yeah, be like, maybe be like you're an idiot. You just don't I understand mean, it.
0: I I just I'm really it's, as much as it's weird that I'm on board for the new price. I just can't imagine anyone else other than Sam Worthington for Mason.
1: Yeah, the Mason's voice actor. I'll be honest, it didn't really do anything for me. It was just kind
0: of there. Um, then that's that's a big peeve for me, just because I, I I just think about how well acted those scenes are. Yeah, and I'll also I miss Gary Oldman. Come on, you oh, me you Reznov. can throw Reznov back. There's no you know? Reznov Come on. in it. There's Offensive. no Reznov.
1: Yeah, so so you can't even like say, oh, they didn't hire him; he just wasn't in it. Yeah, that's that what sounds... I mean. Like the story is different. It's not like a. It's that modern warfare no, different. It, it's it a re- is, it's, isn't a retelling. It's yeah. just a reimagining. Of yeah, it. Um,
0: but yeah, it sounds like it wasn't as original or as successful as modern warfare's take. No no i, I think a that's by a, the numbers retelling as opposed to a completely revolutionary modern take yeah like i just remember bits of um modern warfare where it really stood out as like a gritty
1: like it was the first time it felt you know close to realism mm. yeah um the first time like,
0: cod was hard hitting in years mm-hmm.
1: um whereas i feel like black ops kind of or cold war just kind of, it didn't hit that for me. Um, but like I said, I know some people have enjoyed the campaign. Mm. Um, maybe I'm just being overcritical, but I think the, the fact that I did it in like four hours also kind of was a bit like, Oh, well (laughs) that's it. (laughs) You know, you expect kind of more from, uh, from a single player experience than four hours. Um, that's doing all the side missions as well. I reckon I could have done it in less, Mm. um, which is kind of weird,
0: but yeah, Mm. I've talked a lot
1: about COD, so I'll let <laughs> get on to your review.
0: Okay. Well, I my review's probably gonna be a lot shorter. Um, okay. It's just something that I, I was looking. I was like, oh, what am I going to review uh, recently? Because obviously, at the minute, I'm kind of deep in a lot of different games. Or mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I'm watching a few series with my girlfriend, but like, I'm halfway through them. Because um, you know, it's like when you're. I don't know if it's like with your girlfriend, but we'll start watching something and then. Halfway through, she's like, "Oh, we're going to watch this now," and then I'm like, "Yeah, but we're halfway through that." And then eventually, we'll go back and we'll finish the other half. <laughs>
1: no, and I'm it, too, I'm too OCD for it that. Re-
0: it Bradley, it me. It, <laughs> I know,
1: but, yeah.
0: But there's one thing. Dare. There's one thing we're watching at the moment that I want to review. Um, Queen's Gambit.
1: Oh, I really wanted to watch this. So again, I'm very, I'm very on the edge about series because I don't want to commit to them.
0: So please, it, please I think there's only like me. six or seven or eight episodes. There's not mm-hmm. many and it's very addictive. We watch like six episodes or like five episodes in one night. Oh, I see. I'm probably going to do this now then. Um, uh, but I won't talk. Oh, that's not what I'm talking about today. I'm just saying I will review that at some point because we oh, have okay. been watching it. Oh, wait. Um, what <laughs> I actually wanted to talk about today was, um, do you ever have a TV show that you kind of like just put on in the background when you're doing stuff? or
1: like not uh, i know what you mean i know that kind of feeling It's like when you're like
0: chilling and we're both sitting there and we're sort of on our phones but we're sort of and we sort of what we want something like on in the background and we just decided to stick on a show called community on netflix
1: oh yes i i do know community it's a it's a comedy like a sitcom Mm. isn't it have you
0: ever watched it
1: i've seen like sporadic episodes so i wouldn't say like yes i have watched it but so, I know of it and I know kind of the setup.
0: So it's a really interesting one because it's, um, it is like you say, it's, it's, it's from the writer and creator of Rick and Morty.
1: I did a, not know that.
0: A guy called Dan Harmon. I did not. Um, know. So a lot of the, that's why me and my girlfriend suck it on. Cause we love Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels very Rick and Morty. It feels very Rick and Morty sort of live action at times. Oh, Okay. And I love it because it's it's this really weird sitcom that is sometimes really self aware and self deprecating and other times is like a traditional sitcom. But it mm-hmm. sort of flies between the three and each episode is like it's like a traditional sitcom in like there is like a story and start to end of the season. Yes. But most episodes uh kind of like these self-contained little arcs okay and the the premise of it is basically it's community college yes um which anyone can go to in america right so community Mm -hmm. college you can uh you can be working you can go there you can literally so you get people from all walks of life okay and is it it free yeah it's like you can watch it on netflix
1: no the, yeah like I, I don't know much about like how: Oh, community, community
0: college. I just you know think free? it's free because it's community, isn't it? Oh, um, cool. That's like I, a really cute little idea.: it's I don't not, well, know don't if it's free, like but it might but, but from the sound of the description, I would say it sounds free. If there's any Americans who can like maybe email the pod and clarify us if this is really annoying you. Because uh, I know we have a few <laughs> American listeners. You can, you can provide some clarification and we will mention you and, and, and tell your clarification next week. But um, yeah, so I think it's free and they, you know, they're all walks of different life. And it creates this really fun dynamic because you have, you know, this uh, black mother like who's in her 40s. You have like this old white dude who's just there because he's got nothing else to do with his life. And he's like 60. (laughs) Um, So you have this really like motley crew of Mm -hmm. people of all different walks of life, different religions, different um, races. And everyone is really well cast and really fun. And there's a lot of actors that um, who uh, were sort of, when they did this were nobodies, but are now really big names. Yes. So the guy who plays Troy is also the guy who played Lando in the Han Solo um, movie. It's Donald Glover is. not Oh yeah, he's he's. I didn't really like him in Han Solo, but he's amazing. Oh, did you community. not? I actually really liked him in that. Because because I because I wasn't sold on. I mean, I thought he was good, but I just it's kind of hard for me to envision anyone other than the original Lando because of how good he was in that role. You mm-hmm. know, but. In this, uh, Donald Glover is amazing and I absolutely he's so young, at least he looks really young in this. Mm -hmm. And he's so good. And I don't know the name of the main actor, um, but he's fantastic. He hasn't really done much, but he's really good. Um, But there's a load of people I think you'd notice who pop up, like uh, Mr. Chow, I can't remember his real name. He's in it. There's loads of like famous actors that just pop up for like an episode. Mm-hmm. and then disappear and that's really fun um, and each episode like I say, are, like self-contained arcs so like cool. one episode is like the school goes into like this crazy competition and lockdown and it's like a paintball episode <laughs> and they're all like going around the school and they're all like on the edge of their seats because the winner gets like a prize and they're all like shooting each other and they're not sure if they're going to betray each other and they like rift on like you know like horror movies or like thriller movies where you're like oh who's gonna so they, they really like mess like the one episode's like a zombie episode and they make it really feel like the genre that they're taking the pee out of yeah and it feels that's cool though it feels but the thing that's really cool as well is if you have to stick with it for the first couple episodes, right? Because I'd say for like the first like four, it's it's funny, but it's a very traditional show in the first sort of it like sets everything up, right? Yeah, and it doesn't then, get into
1: its weirdness,
0: yeah. And then after that, you get to like episode 18 and they're like, oh, it's a paintball episode, and and it's like completely like then when they do these one off episodes, which happen a lot, the narrative structure completely changed and just thrown out the window. they literally feel like mini movies and they're ridiculous and they're silly and they're over the top and Mm -hmm. they have like ridiculous dialogue. And one of the characters is uh, like a movie geek and he's just spitting off movie references every minute. And then sometimes he like breaks the third and fourth wall. And like, it's just for, it's just want to show that I wasn't expecting anything from it. I just wanted something easy to put on and have a few laughs at.
1: Mm -hmm. And then you just have a really good time.
0: Yeah. And I'm like an addict. I I I actually want to watch it all because I'm on season two at the minute. I've just started season two. I actually want to watch it all. And then it's so good that I want to rewatch it again.
1: How many seasons are
0: there? I I don't know how many there are. I haven't actually checked that. Uh, I know there weren't that many. Okay. Um, But yeah, season one was great. And so far what I've watched of season two has just been even more crazy. (laughs) <laughs> like they just turned it up another level and, and they, all the characters are so good as well and I love how they all it feels like this real world in the fact that it doesn't feel like the real world because the characters are so silly and ridiculous and overdramatic mm-hmm. but then it does feel like the real world because it, 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 it gets the tender moments and the emotion and stuff like that really it's like a sitcom that balances it really well between the feels and the laughter hmm and it's hard to do. And there's, uh, there's an episode where Mr. Chow, uh, sorry, I forgot his name, um, but he, he does like a Gollum impression and I was like in stitches. <laughs> and he's like on the table and he's like crawling about and he's like, no, they don't love you. And he's like, I'm the only one who will ever love you. And he's like, no, they'll be my friends. <laughs> I don't need. And like, there's just like stuff like that happens. And I'm just like, and my girlfriend turned to me when he was doing the Gollum impression and was like, what is this show? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> but I love it. I just want to keep watching it, um, and yeah. So honestly, if you're listening and you haven't watched Community, it's on Netflix. So if you have a subscription, put it on. Um, you can put it on if it's just something you want in the background, and you'll get a few laughs out of it. But if you really want to enjoy it, put it on and watch it properly, um, and and stick with it for the first couple episodes where it sets the scene and where it builds the story. And then you'll literally be like, oh, okay, this show's good. I'm enjoying this. And then every now and then they'll hit you with an episode and you'll be like, I love this. This is the best thing ever. It's so funny. And I think because they do these riffs, like, hey, this episode is a, um, a, a rift and a, a piss take of the spy genre. And this is a, a rift of the zombies. And this is a rift of this. I feel like there's an episode that everyone will enjoy more depending right. on what they like personally, you know? hmm
1: definitely. Like,
0: I, like, there's even an, an episode, and it's so left-field, and, and um, and th- they have this whole episode where they're, like, bouncing on this, like, trampoline. <laughs> and it's so funny, and it's really weird, and they play it off as, like, this, like, hippie, like, tranquility. Like, they find this, like, secret, like, Narnia door, and there's, like, a <laughs> secret trampoline, like, in the back of the college. And then it turns out, like, the guy who's, like... um the guy who's like the trampoline like caretaker he he just like turns out to like be a racist as well <laughs> and he's like so out of left field and he's just like they're like oh we're sorry your trampoline got taken down and he's like I should have known it would happen when I let people like you on it and they both they're, they're both because one's black and one's white that Donald Glover's character and they both go oh and laugh and then Donald Glover's character looks at him as he walks off and goes what and then the other guy looks at him and goes he, he was a racist and he was oh my god the whole time we were on a nazis trampoline <laughs> like it's just it's so it's just so fun and just so ridiculous and so funny yeah. i gave you a slight spoiler there um but honestly if you love like rick and morty comedy or if you just love like it's just, uh, yeah, it's just stupid. But there are episodes where it is more, like, serious. And there is, like I say, it's fun because there is this through line. There is this narrative. But then there's also these self-contained little stories that you'll really enjoy. And you might go, you know what? I just want to rewatch that one because I <laughs> really enjoyed that little... Like, there's one as well where they build, like... Uh, they go to night school in the community college and they literally build, um... they They build, like, um forts like bed forts right in the entire school all throughout the night and there's like (laughs) there's like a turkish district there's like and they're like crawling through it it's it's amazing it's so good honestly i it's probably one of my favorite sitcoms i've ever watched oh really yeah easily and and like i said the first four episodes the first four episodes i was just like oh this is all right this is fine and then as Mm -hmm. it gets going i'm just like and season two is just even better just it makes me laugh even more. Um, but yeah, I've sort of ranted enough about how much I l- I'm loving community.
1: Now don't worry, um, I did more with Cold War.
0: <laughs> and and like I say, I really hope you or Jack give it a go. And um, you I've know, I've
1: already heard so many good things about it as well. And it's yeah. And say, things, I say
0: just stick with it. Stick with it for that and for that initial opening. You still find it funny, but you know it sets the scene. And then it's really those one-off episodes where they do crazy stuff that are really when you go, oh, I love this, you know. And it's sort of a treat because you never know what you're going to get each episode mm-hmm. turn it on. I do like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'd love to hear what you guys think. And if there's anyone at home who loves a sitcom or loves something that's just really stupid comedy, give it a go. You'll probably love it. Just, you know, get past that initial, built like, setting the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's my uh, review for the first season and a little bit of the second season of Community. Mm-hmm. And I'll definitely, once I've finished it all, I'll probably talk about it again. You know?
1: Yeah. Especially when Jack's on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully he'll have watched some of it. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, that is this week's show, Bradley.
1: Yeah. Jack Jack had the uh, the honour of doing the quiz.
0: So The old Gremlin. Yeah. So we don't no have thing. one. No, and no also quiz. one person doing a quiz. Never really. No, Film it's not great, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just slightly awkward. <laughs> yeah, it's just more interrogation than quiz, but Yeah. Just me waving my finger at you. How dare you get that <laughs> question about the elves wrong? How dare you? Uh, but
1: so yeah, so we are on to closing thoughts.
0: Yeah. So any closing thoughts? do, do you have any? Because I have
1: one. No, go on then. i w I'd like to hear what you
0: what you So what you I got? actually just wanted to quickly talk about um in my closing thoughts that I want to ask you a question in my closing thoughts. Oh, okay. Did you ever play
1: red faction gorilla? No, I played Armageddon. I'd never oh. played a gorilla.
0: Well, you know what? You've, you've ruined my closing thought. Cause I was just <laughs> going to say on the sale, Black Friday sale, I bought red faction, um, gorilla, re Mars stood. No. Oh, yeah. I awful. loved it. It's all, it's, oh. you know what? it's so bad, but I love it. And I, I don't know. I, I I'm trying to love it, but... <laughs> Remar-stirred. I'm like, yes. How much I'm did like, you get it for? Five pounds. Ooh, nice. Yeah, I know. And I love, I, I love, love Red Faction Guerrilla. Um, so it, it's installed and I've played the little opening and I'm just like, you know, I will do a review on it at some point. But my closing thought was I was hoping to to gush out with you over Red Faction Gorilla, but you've never played it. So uh, whatever. Have you played Armageddon, though? I have, but they're very different games. See, I liked Armageddon. Which I, I really know, fun. I like Armageddon, but they are literally, the compl- they are polar opposites. Oh, really? And Armageddon is, you know, a sequel to Red Faction Guerrilla. And being someone who enjoyed both of them for very different reasons... Mm-hmm um i can tell you th- that that sequel pretty much split the fan base in half they pretty much yeah, destroyed have themselves yeah.
1: um
0: and armageddon's not a bad game armageddon is very fun um it's just uh, i mean i'll talk about it in my red Fa- when i eventually review red faction uh, Gorilla. but yeah they're just it amazes me how different they are
1: like weird it, i it assumed it would feels just like be a like a reboot ha huh. i assumed it would just be like a slightly you know, pre- earlier version of Armageddon.
0: No, because Armageddon is literally a crazy destruction engine. With yes, narrative. that's what I mean.
1: I thought Gorilla and would then just be like... Gorilla an is an open version. world
0: game where you take down... Um, a Gorilla is uh, GTA, GTA on Mars with destruction. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> literally.
1: That is so... That's incredible. Yeah, yeah.
0: I no idea. I just assumed it would be the exact same, but with slightly less. No destruction yeah that's why because i red faction gorilla was the first one i ever played and i can remember being so excited for armageddon and i didn't watch any preview stuff and then i got armageddon and i was like wow what is this (laughs) yeah i was like this is cool and the destruction engine is even better on armageddon Hmm. but also there's no open world and there's no like mars to explore so So i was missing a
1: whole chunk
0: of what made gorilla like great yeah. yeah just going to an outpost and like destroying part of someone's like uh, you know instructors and that falling on an entire like true and like setting up ambushes and driving cars through buildings like and then i'm just like yeah honestly weirdest game series ever and i i do not understand why it's a sequel but it's basically a reboot like weird uh, but i love both of them but yeah we'll talk yeah we'll talk about that in the future Okay. Depth at some point, but that was my my closing thought, and I just wanted to because I, I really wanted to talk about re Mars stood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, nope, still not liking it.
0: <laughs> and uh, and you know, and I'll I'll leave it there because you know the shoe must go on every week. It's got go on. every week.
1: Yeah. So yeah, we miss you, Jack, and we'll see yeah. you next week.
0: See you next week. All right, guys. See you later.
1: See you later.